When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, H. Allen here. Now, we still have a normal episode today, so don't worry. And it's a great one. You're going to laugh a lot. And Elliot is fully unhinged in it. So don't worry. It's going to be great. But before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to surprise you with a little something up top. Now, if you can't tell by all the rainbows popping up in major cities across the country, it is Pride Month. And in honor of that, we've teamed up with our sponsor, Can, to ask some of our past guests all sorts of things about cannabis. You know, marijuana, the ganja, all that fun stuff. So as you know, Can is the cannabis-infused social tonic with hangover-free flavors like blood orange cardamom or lemon lavender, grapefruit rosemary, or my favorite, cranberry sage. These delicious flavors taste refreshing and won't leave you with any regrets, unlike the hangover a cocktail delivers, you know? And each can has small amounts of THC and or CBD and to help you relax during this Pride Month, which we all definitely could use because there's rainbows everywhere and it's not personally my aesthetic. I don't really like it that much, but I do love Pride. Go have fun at Pride. So drink can during Pride. You can go check them out at drinkcan.com. That's can with two ends. Now, our first guest that we chatted with about cannabis is my homegirl, Kimchi. You know her from Drag Race, of course. You should check out her beauty line, Kimchi Makeup, because it's just Kimchi Beauty, excuse me. It's so good. I use it. It's fantastic. But to me, Kim is my foodie sister. We love to eat. We go out to dinner all the time, and I always ask her about, you know, what I should be eating. So, of course, today I had to ask her what her favorite munchies are when she's on the little cannabis thing. So here now is Kim, but be sure to stick around for the rest of the episode. And happy Pride! What fun! Yay! Gay! Queer! Yum! Can! So Kim, like, you and I, we bond over food, which is, like, ironic because we both do drag, but we don't bond over drag, we bond over food. Uh, <laughs> what, what, like, in terms of sort of cannabis and if you, when you or when you did used to partake in the cannabis, or if you were perhaps drinking a very delightful tonic drink, maybe can, what would you like to snack on or eat while enjoying a little cannabis moment? So when I had the munchies, I found out really the best snack for me was cereal because you get the crunchy, but then also it hyd- the milk is hydrating at the same time. So you don't get like the... Um, the, the, the dry mouth, yeah. The itchy throat. That's and, and then afterwards, like the milk turns into like, you know, whatever like milk the cereal was. So you yeah. get something to drink down too. What I, would be your uh, Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me raise the ante a little bit because I used to also, when I smoked weed, um, before I started enjoying delicious can, I uh, <laughs> I would I would also eat cereal, but I would put half and half on it to kind of raise the stakes. Oh. Which just made it like a richer, like a richer milk. Half and half and does half. I mean, it's balance. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Wanna, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm gonna say this. That makes me want to throw up a little bit. Why? It's it sounds it sounds richer. I mean, half and half isn't like heavy cream. I mean, it's, no, but it's half of heavy cream. 
right. <laughs> right. I think because I because when I have cereal or when I've had cereal, I have it with now I have it with like tasteless almond milk, but I used to have it with like skim milk. Basically, I like I basically like yeah. cereal with water, but I yeah. understand feel. <laughs> so Kim, then what is like what would be your go-to cereal? Yeah, good question. Okay, so Cracklin Open Brand. I have, I have several favorites, but everybody's shocked at my number one cereal answer. Oh God. Um, I'm but afraid. let me tell you about my top three. Okay. <laughs> number three is Captain Crunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right. Excellent. No, no berries, right? Number two, Captain Crunch. Just Captain Crunch, yeah, like the original. Yeah. Number two is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Oh, excellent, yeah. And number one, which I never realized was such like a controversial yet brave statement. <laughs> I'm so nervous. I know it is. I think I know. Cornflakes. Unfrosted. Wow. Oh, wow. That doesn't yeah. surprise me because cornflakes do have corn in general is a natural sweetener. There is a sweetness to mm-hmm. corn. The corn, and there's like, yeah, a but... like it's almost like a savory, you know? Yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping, praying that you were going to say grape nuts. I was and praying I, that too. I, I did. No. I really, I was like, me I think too. it's going to say grape nuts Only because white people from very sad, sad <laughs> backgrounds that enjoy <laughs> grape nuts as their favorite cereal. Well, who would have guessed that bulgur wheat is delicious with milk? <laughs> it's a good point. Oh also, God. guess where it was invented? The great state of Michigan. I have oh. to say with Kim's suggestion of, of you know, a, a munchy cereal moment, Oh. When I was home recently visiting my mom for the first time since the pandemic, mm, my, mother, mom. my mother made one of my favorite breakfast dishes ever, mm. which is cream of wheat. She uses half and half and she uses brown sugar and cinnamon and she like does this weird whipping thing with it. It's ah. like only she can make it. And if I, uh. if I was smoking the ganja, yeah. I would want <laughs> that cream of wheat. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a cereal that I just never understood the appeal, and it's Kix. Why do people like Kix? Oh, Kix was for like flavorless. Kix was for like have uh, health healthy moms and dads, and so we had, we were a Kix house. We were like that was our healthiest junk cereal. No, really? Yeah, that and Alphabets. Oh, I feel no. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. it was sad. It was definitely sad. <laughs> well, we oh but we God, were not sh- everything, yeah. Elliot. <laughs> what? That explains everything. It, it does. It's like, yeah, it's like, although, you know, I don't know if you know this, but cornflakes were meant to curb masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. There's yeah. a great film about the guy who invented cornflakes and the, the, In help Mr. Kellogg. Creek, yeah, Michigan. Yes. Yeah, the, the, yes. Um, medical benefits of, of cornflakes. Well, the I thought he, I, medical benefits. Yeah, yeah. I thought the idea was that he was like, oh, cornflakes were like meant to like, they're so bland that they will curb your interest in like masturbating yeah 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 there yeah. was a whole thing about that there's a there's a movie anthony hopkins movie about it but the guy who the made cornflakes massive like work kellogg worked for that guy worked not yeah kellogg oh, oh, oh. but he worked for the doctor who refused to mass market it and wow then, Kellogg, he took, there's this whole uh, documentary called The History of Food, and that's in it. It's really good. So does that yeah. mean that people who eat cornflakes are like super horny? <laughs> <laughs> Frosted flakes are amazing. I will say that. Frosted flakes. Frosted flakes. But I'm a Lucky Charms guy when, when push comes to shove. Oh, um, oh, I need, I love a marshmallow in my yeah. cereal. Yeah. Ooh. 
<laughs> ooh, Kim gave, Kim gave a. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that ooh is not a happy ooh. No, no <laughs> approval from that. <them. laughs> like, I'm not an emotional person. <laughs> Frosted Flakes is definitely my jam. I mean, not now, but like it was my jam for sure. Yeah. Also, Apple Jacks is really good. Apple Jacks is so good, especially if you eat it plain with no milk. It's just like a snack. It's delicious. Yeah. Now, here, Kim, let me ask you what what is your take on Cracklin Oat Bran? Oh, what do God. you think of that cereal? We've talked about this on the podcast before. It's a hotly con- debate, it's a big debate on the podcast. What's a Cracklin Oat? Thank you. So <laughs> Cracklin' Oat Bran is what Elliot and I think is one of the best cereals in the world. And Alan is like being very contrarian and insists that it's terrible, even though it's objectively it's not. not. Me, it's not me being contrarian. It is in fact <laughs> terrible. It tastes like it's like, you eat it, it's it's like, like chalk. Like brown sugar it. granola. It's, it's like it's brown like, sugar granola. Yeah, it's no, little, delicious. it's little, it's, no. it's little like oatmeal cookies yeah, with like yeah, thumbprints yeah, in the middle and no, they're, they're delicious. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, it's not that, it, Kim, Kim, at all. You Kim, I'm going to bring you some. I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> yeah, please. Just to prove to you guys how bad it actually is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never heard of this magical cereal. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be sad that you did after you taste it. Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So I wanted to revisit a discussion that we had uh, probably a year or two ago now about a an announcer for the Cincinnati Reds named <laughs> Tom Brennan, who uh, had a, sort of an embarrassing hot mic moment uh, when, without knowing it, uh, while announcing a game, didn't realize that his mic was on, used the phrase, quote, fag capital of the world, which we still don't know exactly what city it is. But at the time when we discussed this, we discussed how if such a place existed, why is Elliot not the mayor of <laughs> that location? <laughs> that was the big joke. Said it was like, for some reason, I, I thought he said it was like Denver, but yeah, I could that's be what wrong. I thought too. It was oh, like okay. somewhere in like the Southwest area. I remember that. It is funny to think of Denver as the fag capital of the world, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> yeah. to like Denver San is Francisco. very gay. Denver. Oh, I, I don't doubt that it's gay. I don't doubt that it's gay, but I would still think of like L.A., S.F., New York yeah. as fag capitals of the yeah. world. Paris. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I decided to look up Tom Brennan. I'm a fan of baseball. And you know me, guys, I have a soft spot for people who make really outlandish incendiary comments from time to time. So I actually looked him up recently and I found an interview he gave several months later uh, in which he was actually very contrite. He was fired from his job. Um, and in the interview he gave a couple months later, he was, he was very contrite about the mistakes that he made uh, and, and what he said. And he talked about sort of his background and, and growing up and saying things like that and, and suddenly realizing how hurtful these things are, which you, you might, which you might accept, you might uh, also kind of pass off as just sort of standard rhetoric. But what he did do that I thought was interesting was he joined the board of a, I don't have the exact name in front of me, but it was, it's basically a school slash like boarding house for LGBT youth that have been kicked out of their homes. Oh, that's so great. And um, and I, I went to the website. I went to, the, I was like, so I heard him say this in the interview and, and, and I was like, 
all right, let me like double check. This isn't like some like weird Christian <laughs> group that's actually just co- trying to convert kids or whatever. Yeah. And I went to the website and uh, from everything I could find and read, this was like a legitimate nonprofit. He is on the website. He's a member of the board. And in the interview, he talked about how, you know, how appalling it is that kids are kicked out of their homes because of their gender identities, because of their sexual orientations. So I wanted to have a discussion about forgiveness, redemption, redemption and forgiveness. And like, I, I personally took him at face value. And, and I, I want to say that I think Tom Brennan is making it not worse today. He's, he's making it better. And I think that's a really, I think that's more than just kind of paying lip service to a group of people you offended that got you fired. That's saying like, Look, I made a mistake, and I also, you know, I, I want to make up for it. I think that's well, don't you, commendable. Don't you feel like now more than ever, and it's genuinely laughable to me that the rush to apologize is yeah. more important than actually, like, even the the actual earnestness of the apology or the work that comes after it. It's the rush to apologize that reads so empty to me because it's like, absolutely. What are they supposed to do? Like that to me, I feel like I get that. I get what you're saying. I know. I, 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 get, I get why they have. Yeah. I get why they have to do it, but it's, it is so funny to me that like, I just saw some headline the other day that I don't even know what it was, but it's saying like Jason Momoa apologizes for something. And it's like, <laughs> what could he have done that he needed to uh, rush to get the apology out? Uh, <laughs> so, go ahead, and it's Alan. like people are waiting for apologies. But to your point, Brent, it is nice to see that, you know, it was this bizarre thing that was during a baseball. It, it was just all of it was very odd. But the yeah. fact that he has followed through shows to me that is true redemption because he actually did the work to learn he genuinely feels feels he feels, yeah. he feels yeah. that he feels i mean i think he, he's doing the work he deserved to be fired from his job for that that was a clearly a very bad thing to do while on the job it didn't when you're me, an announcer yeah exactly less. i mean it's well it's, you can you could liken it to really anything you do on the job if you do something that makes the employment yeah. employer look bad or yeah oh, yeah they have the right to follow, fire you that's just the yeah. way it is like yeah. you can't you that's, can't gripe about fair. that um but it 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 does it i remember at the time i don't know if we talked about it at the time but like i remember thinking at the time that like there are these things that we say that you know in private with friends when you know you're in a safe space with friends and and i mean you shouldn't be saying hateful things but you know when you're in casual company people say things that they sometimes would not want vernacular to yeah. yes they would not want said in a public forum or in a wide you know space yeah. and it makes me wonder like like he grew up saying this he grew up sort of feeling this he grew up in this sort of you know very toxic world of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. where you hear these things all the time and so i'm yeah of course he's going to be saying these things in private it's not shocking to me and i also am kind of like well good on him for getting caught and doing the thing to be to you know really get redemption and do really good work that we should be really applauding and be empathetic yeah. about because you know you're just you shouldn't be known for the one mistake you make in your life. Like you should be known for all of the things that you do in your life. And, and it, but it makes me wonder, like, I don't know. There's so many other people who are just like him who are saying the exact same things just they don't have a microphone in front of them. And none of them are doing or being forced to do the things to go into, get that redemption that this man so greatly has done. And so it's, I don't know. I'm part of me is like, maybe we should address the root problem of, 
why he's saying these things in the first place rather than focusing on the redemption of how he should Punitively. better himself yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and actually focus on how we talk to kids and how we talk to kids about sexuality and how we treat each other and all of these things. Like the conversation should be focused on how we parent our children so that they don't grow up saying these things. And, and of course, yeah. Yeah, that's where I, my, my brain kind of went there. And I'm just sort of like, instead it just becomes a, a witch hunt for this man, this one man. And he yeah. must be the example for redeeming all straight men and how they feel about gay men. And it's like, nah, I don't know about I, that. I, I, I've had this sort of, um, this wreck, I've, I've had this fear for a long time that there's a reckoning coming, that there's gonna be some kind of leak of something huge and universal like you know there have been leaks of ashleymadison.com in the past but what if there was a leak of like google and you could just go to some in inconceivably massive database and look in people's emails and find out things that they've written to their friends and i I, I don't know. I've, I've had this paranoia for a while. Same thing with iMessage. What if iMessage got leaked? Again, I, I understand this is like data that is, you know, an inconceivable large quantity of data, but you're just like, what if that happened? And would the left or would the internet allow people to be mean or to say bad things in the privacy of their own communications? Mm. Or no, would, would we not. go through? And- I think the paranoia would be about the leak rather than what's what's been leaked you know what i mean no but you i i i i think brandon i think you're i think you're you know the answer that they would not be tolerant yeah. at all yeah there'd be no tolerance for it and, and but yeah. uh, but also no one i think probably 90 percent of people have said something in their as you alluded to alan i think it's a great point some they've said something in their private lives texts or emails that either taken it within context or out of context is wildly inappropriate yeah, it does. It is interesting. Someone just literally this recently happened to me where I was DMing with a friend who moved somewhere and I was like, oh, I'll send you guys a little, you know, welcome new place gift or whatever. And I asked for their address on on Facebook, on Instagram. And they were like, oh, I don't feel comfortable giving my address on Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, who's list- who's watching? Like, I, I mean, I'm not. I mean, but I will admit, I get that people get hacked. I mean, get the people like, you know, sure. big accounts, like all of these things. I get all of that. But I'm also kind of like, I've always sort of lived in the world of, okay, I'm not important, whatever. Like if, if, if someone I love says, I don't feel comfortable. I know if mm. someone's watching me, you know, do something that, I mean, this is a good person. I will say, I'm not making fun of this person. This is a good person. And I fully, oh, I know. Understand, I, I fully understand why they did not want to give their information over Instagram. I fully get it and I support it. But that said, I am definitely one who is like, nah, I don't care. Russia, <laughs> yeah, you cares, can watch. Right. Like, if you want to see I my know. dick, come on, Russia, come see my dick. <laughs> you know? it's, it's the same. It's the same thing every time. Like, you know, they put those chips on credit cards and they do all these things where they're like, yeah. well, this way there won't be as many hacks. I don't give a oh, wait, fuck. Are people covering up the hacks. camera, their camera on their computers? Like, oh, yeah. Whenever I go in the coffee shops, like my dad, by like, the way. <laughs> yeah, my dad is always has his camera covered why though is it really that scary i don't get it great question he also it's not like he's jerking off like they're not all they would do is capture him reading the wall street journal like i mean if they hacked into his, his cam it wouldn't be much to see yeah, bless. i genuinely want to know why people cover up their cameras like normal people well, they, well, like, i how, jerk I mean, off so i mean i know yeah, some Howard people Stern like you cover your but... camera when you jerk uh, no, I just mean historically when I have covered my camera, when I have been more paranoid, it's because I'm like, God, what if someone like captured? You, yeah, that's right. You always you, you have the 
you always have that tape on your on your webcam. I have I have in the past. I haven't done it in a million uh, years now. It seems it seems a little it seems the a container store sells a, like a sticker for your webcam. To I cover oh it. wow! I, can, I mean, I would yeah. please someone DM me and tell me why legitimately why this is done, and I, I will. Yeah. No, that's what Brent. No, it's literally why what Brent said. Oh, but I want to know. Are afraid of. But like like now like what like what are you doing that you're so afraid to be seen? I don't. I'm so confused. People are neurotic and paranoid about getting caught jerking off, which I get it. Like, think of what's that guy's name? Jeffrey Tubin. You know, like, yeah, but he I know that's yeah. off on a, that's, the, that's the difference. When you are actively oh. on a call, and if like on this call right now, Elliot's jerking off. And that, <laughs> that is. But we're okay with that. Of course that. it's and me. Yeah, but, but that's fine because like you're, it's out of time camera, but, but Tubin was with, Tubin was on a Zoom call. Yeah, I'm right, saying right. when you're no. just watching porn, you're not on any sort of video service. You're not on FaceTime, you're not on Zoom. You're just watching porn on your computer. Here, here's the problem. Here's why Elliot doesn't understand the question, Alan. He doesn't watch porn. He doesn't no, watch that, porn. That, 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 this came up answer, recently, and we <laughs> we gently asked him, "How often do you look at porn?" He said, oh, "How dare you ask me such a personal question on on my podcast?" <laughs> Not even joking. So, our guest today, the name of their podcast is um, used to be a taunt of mine, but now is a source of strength <laughs> for me in my life. Reclamation, we've reclaimed it. I've reclaimed the word, the host of Sissy Boys podcast. Now there's three of them, so I'm gonna have each of them say their name so you all can figure out whose voice is who. So let's, you guys go first. I'm Cooper Lydon. Hey, Matt Legrand. And this is Dan Donahue. Yeah, I will and it's say- Sissy Boys, C-I-S, not Sissy S-I-S. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Because they're cisgendered. That's right. Yep. That's right. Is, <laughs> I wasn't Weird. sure if the name of our podcast was okay or not, but <laughs> oh, it's okay. That's Any... the first time you brought it up that you feel that <laughs> way. I well, it was uh, it was pitched or it was approved by a POC trans woman, and so we just okay. rolled with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He uh, is the stamp of approval that, for yeah. every trans person. That's all that matters <laughs> when it comes to the internet. That's all they care about. Did, did one person approve it at one point? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. So, where did the idea for the podcast come from? I don't know. I think it was honestly. Um, I had done podcasts with other people and then they kept quitting and being terrible. (laughs) And I've had this equipment to do it for so long. And Dan was like, we should do one. And then I realized Dan and Matt are not insane people. And uh, so far they haven't quit or made me furious enough for me to quit. Or grown too insane in the process. That's great. (laughs) That's really great. And you guys are all along the spectrum of sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, which please I identify. I'm just kidding. You don't have to identify it, whatever. <laughs> I think I just you do have I, to identify. Please tell us what the fuck you are. No, you know what's funny to. is that wasn't the reason why we all did. I think it just kind of happened, like so happened that that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but when we were thinking of a name, I was like, oh, Cooper's pan, I'm gay, and Dan is straight. So we should play with that. Cause that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, because yeah. that is, I mean, that when you when you know that going into the podcast, which that's why I think it's so important for you to identify that, because it is it is sort of a, a point of interest in a lot of ways to have those three types being together in one setting is but, interesting conversations. But the fact that they didn't go into it needing to do that and just wanted to go in as friends who yeah. happen to be all those things yeah. is probably speaks to 
why you guys have charm and chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's good to know that Matt is both the most gay and most problematic on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. that's great. That's important right. for all of us. Right. We, yeah. we really had to hone in our sexualities because we're all white and we needed something going for us. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> it is but, it is funny because like that wasn't the point of the podcast, but so right. many people who comment are like, this is the only reason I like the podcast. <laughs> yep, and right. I'm like, yeah. you know what? If you relate and it makes you feel good, then then we love it. You yeah, know? So Great. yeah, so be it. How did how did you guys meet individually? Are you are you all friends otherwise or Dan and Cooper have been pretty close friends. I feel like for the past like three, four years. Yeah. yeah. We all know each other from like stand up comedy, right. just doing mm-hmm. mics and yeah. shows in Los Angeles, but they were much closer. And then I started becoming close with them during quarantine. And I don't know if I've told you guys this, but I felt really honored when you asked me to join oh. you. <laughs> join on the podcast or join in your like COVID pod. Oh, uh, podcast podcast nice yeah. nice yeah. yeah he wasn't allowed on the COVID pod no definitely <laughs> right. not no. we had him in <laughs> for the first few episodes yeah too many warehouse parties because of your disgusting lifestyle <laughs> right. yeah that's true <laughs> you're abhorrent wow is matt just as unhinged as elliot mm, good question oh, please oh that's a good question you guys can go toe to toe if you want oh god it, um, with, with me at least it's a joke i'm not unhinged but <laughs> you are. You are. but what about but, but matt you can speak for yourself I was, I think we're safe to, I was really naughty the first <laughs> four months of quarantine. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, really? No. First four no, months? No, no. Why? Like, the important months, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the scary ones. I mean, yeah. You killed people. No, I did not. Kill- <laughs> you killed people. But I did, sp- I was doing a lot of drugs and going to a lot of parties the first four months. And- wow. Whoa. What, what, what possessed you to do parties? that? Yeah, where, yeah, where, where were there parties? Yeah, where were there parties? I mean, when you're like spending time with comics who are mentally ill and like drugs a lot, right? Um, every day is a party. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think there was just like a lot, like there were people who would do after hours stuff. And um, I kind of got sucked into this group. I, a little bit of a tragic twist, but someone in our group ended up killing themselves. <gasps> and, uh, oh. and then I stopped. I yeah, learned. that would do it. That but then I was like sober for a year and... I, I do I do love that you weren't just going out in April of 2020. You were going to COVID after parties. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> you were really in the after, town. A, after what? <laughs> well, what, what was this, what was this per- preceded by? During during like the quarantine, you saw all those news stories about like there's specifically I don't know if you went to any of these, but like specifically gay. Like, oh, gays party. over COVID. Yeah, gays over oh, gays COVID. Over COVID but sure. And that was really funny because it's like every straight person on the left was like, this is overblown and bullshit. But then every gay person I knew was like, oh, they find out about the party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, some of us were like, fuck these facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, was awful. But wait, what, what? But that was always that was all the way in like January 2021, I believe. Yeah, it was a while. Well, I, yeah, I'm just curious, later. like, what? How did you find stuff in like April 2020? <laughs> yeah. And you know and what? I have don't to share at it, how crazy. Actually, you know what? Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, you don't have to share. Yes. I apologize. He's just cool enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah was, that is cool. Yeah, I mean, that's what was funny is I was like Matt's justification, where we'd be like, Matt, you shouldn't be going to these parties. He's like, I'm gay, and we're like, you can still get COVID. <laughs> just like, imagine how, <laughs> like, if you took a survey of that party, just imagine how little patience you would find those people have. 
Like, how little patience do you need where you're yeah. partying that early into the you know, night? It's funny because I was in a relationship. I was in a relationship for the first six months of COVID. Mm. And so I didn't use any of the apps, any of the apps at all. Um, and then when I did return after, you know, this was probably would have been September uh, of 2020, I felt like they were very quiet for a while still. So were you using apps at the time? And like, were they really quiet? Uh, like, were you using apps in, in like the meat of it? Like, you know, March, uh, April of 2020. Um, I'll say, oh, just on like the piggybacking what we were talking about, like after hours stuff. I don't think I was actually going to like warehouse parties. I would, there were just a lot of friends who would come over and then all of a sudden we realized yeah. there were 14 people at my house right. <laughs> until very late hours. I started dating a guy the first week that lockdown happened. Oh, you have no wow. patience. You have zero <laughs> patience. I no, I, I was I was in a pretty new relationship at the be very beginning as well. And yeah, it was just like, but just it was huddled up. But you like it was the end of the world and you wanted yeah. to have someone that yeah. you could be naked Not with. It, yeah, I was we were re we know what's up. Like we yeah. we we've been we've through experienced the AIDS epidemic. I haven't. I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah we were we've in the been through the AIDS epidemic. Well, but, <laughs> but also your whole life. I know. Don't what was it what valor. was it like? Not to not to be so tokenish about this, but what was it like being a straight guy during all this? Were you in a relationship? Yeah. And like was yeah. it hard? Like we're, I feel like my female, straight female friends have been very, you know, fairly cautious about COVID. Like, was it hard to date for a year afterwards or? Yeah, it would. No, I, I probably didn't date for, for like months after lockdown. And uh, it was hard because my roommate was a sex addict at the time. And yeah. so it was just, people were just constantly coming in and out of our apartment, which made it even harder. Cause I was like, what? yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he would have like. He, the, it was the height of of the pandemic and he would have like two women coming over at different times of the day it oh was my like, god what? <laughs> what? I, had to, I had to sit him down it was so funny because i had to sit him down and be like dude this is too much like it's the height of the what are you doing and then like yeah. four months later i was like i'm gonna have people over too like <laughs> yeah, it was just a real hard right, right yeah like right. i just waited <laughs> I thought I was like so much better. Like I thought I had such a moral high ground, and then I, I just he outlasted me, or I outlasted him by like a month yeah. and a half. I feel like yeah, it was yeah, impossible, right. especially. I mean, I had a boyfriend throughout the whole thing. We had been together for a long time oh, before the dragging. pandemic, so it was like it was a pretty standard, normal thing. But I really felt for like friends who were living alone, and it's like a, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to go through something that long with no dating, not, not literally stopping the normalcy of what yeah. it was like living in a big city. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, the, your two options are either one, like being incredibly cautious, which I tried where like you meet up with a mask every time, and then you only like meet maskless if you both have negative tests or yeah. you could date a crazy person, which I also tried. And both uh -huh. of those options uh -huh. are great. Uh -huh. <laughs> I have friends who would diddle each other with masks on, so they would just sort of keep the mask oh, on and have wow. Remember, there was there was porn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you guys get that. the um did you guys get those uh what were they the Excel sheets that had all the Zoom links for like the jerk off rooms? No, oh, no, no I, did not get I, that. I keep talking seems, about that this. seems like a you thing. I think that seems like <laughs> only you got that. shows. And I'm like, you guys remember season one of quarantine when we all had that Excel sheet and everyone <laughs> yeah. in the audience is like, no. And then I'm like, oh, it's just the gays. And then the gay guys in the audience are like, they're also no. no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of such a thing. I was just one lonely gay one night making that Excel sheet. Yeah. Yeah. There were people in those rooms. Yeah. Oh, I have no doubt. I know all about the rooms. I just don't think the Excel, the Excel sheet. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely Zoom like jerk off rooms that I know about. It's sort of that, but but it became sort of like an impromptu like post on Twitter. It wasn't so much a Excel sheet. Who's wild enough to do a jerk off room on Zoom, but then put together enough to make the Excel sheet. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's a, a really question. cool guy. Yeah, that's, the organized. that's the dude you want doing your taxes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, someone, that's, a, that's a faggot who needs yeah. to do your taxes. Wait, Cooper, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, ask yeah. you. He knows how to party and get down to business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Cooper, I need to ask because like, you know, I feel like most people in LA, like you encounter someone in a dating situation and they're straight or they're gay and it's like, okay, I get it. Even bi, you get it. But like pan... I could imagine identifying as pan can create certain situations in Los Angeles with dating that could be interesting. Like, well, also please been- explain like what it, I still don't fully understand if, if I know the nuance between pan and, and, and bi, I, I, I would love help with that. Well, I mean, like before I give an actual answer, like the real answer is that pan is a very annoying thing. Right. But <laughs> right. Um, I think it's I view it more personally as I think a bisexual sort of uh, you're still taking into consideration gender where you're like, mm. oh, I have sex with multiple genders where I like uh-huh. pan where it's just sort of like I'm not really thinking about gender. Like it's just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're thinking more about people. But mm. I mean, I don't know. I think it can be a weird thing in dating if you're like really trying to make it clear where you're like, I'm pan. But like I <laughs> I try and just make it clear to people that like I am trying to be chill. Right, right, like, right. Uh, the goal is uh having a good time. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Sure. In the an ideal world. Chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Max chill. <laughs> in an ideal world, everyone would be pan. I think yeah, right. Cooper is the perfect person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the coolest guy ever. And I'm the future. You're and the that's least chill yeah. person I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. Did you make wait, how, wait, how is he? Come on. How is he not chill? Oh, Cooper is way more angry than he is pan. Definitely. Oh, yeah. oh sure. That, that's like, that's what's so funny is you're like so open and free. And then you will yell at a parked car because yeah. the lights are too bright. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think that's. I think that's why I, you know, it doesn't define me as much because I grew up like Gen Z in Southern California with liberal parents. So I didn't even yeah. come out. I just told them and they were like, all right. I mean, we're yeah. having meatloaf for dinner. Like I don't right, care, right. <laughs> but I have been a horribly angry person my whole life. So yeah. it's like, mm. I'm like, he's right. Like I've punched more walls than sucked dicks. Meet Brent Sullivan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm also a very angry person. Yes. Yeah. 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 Representation. Yeah, right. I was actually for some reason, like a good, one, good example. But I for some reason, they're so hot to think about a man punching a wall. And it really is. Kind of guy you that's the kind of guy you want sucking your dick yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, here's one i i had a co-worker this was one of my co-workers favorites i was at i, I was e- eating lunch and my co-worker heard me just go jesus christ yeah and yeah. she was like what what's wrong and i was like there's too many fucking mushrooms in my soup and yeah. she was like you need to, you need to chill I know. out when i first when i remember really I, I remember first meeting brent in new york years ago we were doing stand-up and stuff and we went to a bar after a show, Boiler Room, I think. And you like got angry at some, like some small infracture, like something mm-hmm. very sort of like yeah. normal. And you were like, God fucking damn it. Damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was just like, 
oh brent hi <laughs> yeah i yeah i don't know it's hard to it's hard to give like the right examples but sometimes i'll yeah I'll just and it's never like a violent or stapler thing. or something i love it i like a little angry person wait dan i do want to ask <laughs> you something because like i i've been thinking about this a lot these past few years as sort of like you know, spectrums and there's been more conversations about sort of different identities and different sort of, and I find that straight men, while not completely being open, but there is sort of like a, like a sort of resurgence of straight men kind of understanding the world in a different way, like being relating to yeah. queer people more. Like what, what, what do you think about that? And where are you with that? He's no. gay. Uh, yeah, I'm gay now. Um, no, I think I think it's like a sort of uh, God that would ruin the podcast. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would stop. We'd have nothing left. Yeah, there'd be no grounding. <laughs> and you couldn't start an OnlyFans and do a gay for pay situation. That is true. Hey, I could do that now. Let's not take it off. Yeah, the exactly. Um, but if you come out as gay, you can't do it. It's not hot anymore. Oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's nothing gay guys like more than a straight guy who's sucking them off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Literally. But uh, but no, I think I think, yeah, I think straight guys like it, it, it's it's a thing where I think it's like regional and cultural or whatever. But I think straight guys have had like a spotlight on them for a long time in terms of like like if you're a straight guy on Twitter or like on the Internet or around entertainment or anything like that, like you do feel as though there are a lot of examples and a lot of like you know, people being like, well, this is something that straight guys do a lot that's kind of fucked up. And some people go one way where it's like resentment, where it's like, I'm not, I'm not like that. Like, shut up. Yeah. But then there's another way where it's like, well, you can listen to it. And some of it is a little bit like over the top. But a lot of the things that are being said, it's like, oh, yeah, I do do that. Or like, yeah, that is kind of a trait of mine where like maybe mm -hmm. I should have sheets on my bed. It's like those right. things do sort of like seep their way through where it's like, yeah, I do think. <laughs> As a whole, there's definitely like a lot of shit that's still wrong. But yeah, yeah, I think as a whole, straight guys, like at least the ones that I know are more open than at least like my parents' generation, it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Wait, wait, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Do you have just a fitted sheet or do you have no fitted sheet? No, I have I got I got fitted sheet, I got top sheet. Matt had oh, to come wow. Matt had I to come still over. only have a fitted sheet. That's all I have. That's all he, I Matt, Matt came over and cleaned my apartment once, but that was a moment of weakness in my life. <laughs> I loved cleaning it so much. And I was oh. just peeing in his bathroom and I was like, I don't know how there's black liquid on the lid of your toilet seat, <laughs> but I would pay you Wait, money. Black liquid? Oh my God. Yeah, you I lift mean... up the toilet seat, there's black liquid. It, I don't know how his girlfriend <laughs> is so beautiful. And yeah. I wish people yeah. on the internet could see other parts <laughs> of him, but what I thought I I'm was in his bathroom. Pussy. <laughs> I was, I was I'm in, good at it. I was in his bathroom and there was like almost charcoal on the seat. It and is I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's why it must I, fling out of oh, your Oh, it's the charcoal oh, toothpaste. I just yeah. threw right. my charcoal toothpaste away because it's so gross. Yeah. yeah kind of gross. The, the residue in your sink. It also hurts your teeth. I did I did that charcoal thing for like two oh, days. My teeth hurt. It doesn't hurt my teeth. Well, this um, is the toothpaste. It's not like just dipping your toothpaste. Oh, I and I I was doing I was dipping the toothbrush <laughs> in the yeah in like like the charcoal cool. charcoal powder <laughs> dan is a beautiful man and has a beautiful mind and he has a very un <laughs> unbeautiful apartment you're getting a sneak peek at his fridge with a singular dubai magnet i on love it. dubai <laughs> Dubai. Because they kill gay people. Is there, no, not, no, Dubai is like a safe haven for gay people in terms of the Middle East. Not is for it? the Jews. Yeah. Not for the Jews. Not for the Jews. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Dan. There, there's act. No, there's Jews in Dubai. 
Well, there are Jews. It doesn't mean it's safe. It doesn't mean it's safe, though. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, listen, if we're if we're scaling it, not the least safe place. True, true, true. true. I've heard Riyadh is a little worse. You're right. I I, I got a question for Matt, too, because like I find in some of my like straight circles, well, straight male friends or just straight friends in general, that I'm sort of like the teacher of I mean, this is for both Matt and Cooper so the teacher of sort of like alternative sexualities in a way do you guys ever find sometimes that you're teaching are you straight people about sexuality mm-hmm. um w- well I was just on a podcast last week and I had a really fun conversation I was on Nicole Buchanan's podcast very funny comedian and she uh she enjoys anal sex which really fascinates mm-hmm. me when a woman enjoys anal because yeah, they don't have a prostate. prostate right and i, I you know I, I always think it's more of like the power dynamic or pleasing the man or something but she genuinely enjoys it huh. and uh she was asking me about douching and so like i went on a whole like 10 minute which i think is a continual learning process yeah but mm. from my most recent updates and uh yeah we've been texting about it i told her the other day when i was douching i said i'm thinking of you (laughs) yeah yeah, i mean you know we all help each other out i I would i would say in terms of like teaching because like like comedians especially like some of them will just like straight up be like what what does that mean you know what i mean yeah like if if i'm ever explaining like my sexuality or anything it's a very gen z answer but i'm like basically i think most of this shit is very stupid and boring Mm. and you should just care less about it you know what i mean (laughs) it's like that's the vibe it's like the first time i got fucked in the ass i drove home and then got a big mac with no pickles like I always do. Right, you know? right, so it's right. like it doesn't change right. your personhood. You know, right, it's, right. It's, it's very minute in the scale of things. But also I'm coming from a privileged perspective of like never really being discriminated for like right. my sexuality. You're also very, yeah, very straight, sort of straight acting. Yeah, I'm um, wearing a Western shirt right now. Like, right. Yeah, that's right. You are. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> oh my but God. it's Brunello. So power of the dog. Before you go, I'm just curious. Is there and there may, there may not be a great answer to this, but I'm curious if there's been any sort of in the Venn diagram of your friendship where there's one thing that the three of you were like shocked to all share together. Oh, that's a good question. And it may, there might not be an that's answer. A tough, but that's case, a tough question. That's improv non- nonsense. <laughs> um, Dan doesn't mind a finger in his butt. I yeah, think that, I think that, was, right. that was common ground. Oh. Sure. I was sh- honestly shocked. Because Dan's from Boston. Boston. Yeah. Dan, Dan's Boston, from Boston dude. and he owns a butt plug. And that's the well, funny thing. That's my fucking boy. That's the funny hey, thing. Wow. About, uh, I said this on the podcast, but it's like on our <laughs> podcast, I'm like the straightest, like, like, pr- but in my, in like, like the straight man on our podcast, like not, not in terms of sexuality, but like literally like the, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. at, in my hometown, I'm like a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Like, right. you're like what are you ta- you don't just do missionary what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. see yeah. i feel like that's become but that's become much more common i think and, and much less stigmatized that straight guys are like on board with some like butt stuff yeah 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 i mean i don't see why you wouldn't you just yeah. have to fuck enough i think that's why dan has evolved is because mm-hmm. he's fucked I've enough fucked in enough his life like, i'm still wow, hung up on the butt plug. Plug. i have to do something yeah i'm a little I'm, i mean elliot has a collection no, but like, I don't i'm mean, surprised <laughs> to hear that dan has yeah dan you have uh, a, a butt plug. plug. i don't even have a butt plug no i i don't i don't i don't even i don't understand what they do but i'm curious to know why dan what you and if you want to share what what it does for you 
Oh, it just it just feels better. It makes me come a little bit faster. You know, it's just a alone. Sensation. No, 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 no. Oh. Usually, usually with I would just feel silly putting it in and then taking it out by myself. <laughs> I need someone there to tell me I'm okay. <laughs> You're washing it off regretfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. So many listeners who would be happy to be that person. I'm playing See, uh, Brent always Cash. <laughs> Brent, Brent always refers to like as a as a joke and as a bit will always text me about my pussy plug. <laughs> And I oh, like, great. I, I didn't know what he meant. Like at first, I'm like, what? And then I was like, are you talking about like a butt plug? And he's like, yeah, your pussy plug. And I'm like, is that what guys like? I don't know. No. I don't know. But I, no, I you no. called it. We started calling your PP, my PP. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what we're talking oh, about anymore. Wait, Elliot, why are you, why are butt plugs foreign to you? Yeah, it's a I great just, question. Because great I just question. don't, because I just don't. I guess it's just like you're just sitting on some like if it's just stationary, isn't that not? I get it. I'm with him because no, yeah, you, can get a vibrating I, one. you can get a vibrating uh, one, but uh -huh. I I have a dildo and I think it's just because I really like um, a classic analog form. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. Yeah, right, of course. You know, right, it's, right. it's like it's like movies on film. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you ever the, TC a the TCM of, of, of I once yeah, did yeah. a butt plug. <laughs> right. I once did a butt plug that I had to wear that was remote controlled by another person in an on an app. Oh, right. What? Yeah, yeah, their yeah. room yeah. or like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that is. I even and, performed with it once. It was a very interesting. How often were they turning it on? A pretty, pretty regularly, I have to admit. Wow. I, I would, I would, I would confirm that I was wearing it, and then it would just sort of happen when it happened. It was there was yeah. one time I remember on the one hundred and one that was weird. Oh. <laughs> on, the, on the expressway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was driving. <laughs> with, it was there was a strange because I was like because I I never fit in cars properly like I'm just I'm I'm just very weirdly shaped in cars and with the Not butt plug true. added it is it is I never I never feel comfortable in a car seat like I never know like oh I never know how to for get, children so yeah. I know yeah, you're an adult you know I mean? like you I gotta never, get out of the like, car even seat. if I'm driving like in the actual seat I can't there's the position doesn't work I, I get that I get yeah. it I get and it. I just so I, I love that do it and it's a whole thing. Sorry. I was saying, I love that you like had it on stage and in other places, yeah. and you're like, but you know, the one time that it was weird, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> on the highway, buzzing, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on the phone. Oh my god, it was great, but the 101, yeah, the 101 over, not good. Oh my god, not you guys, right. this was, I mean, this was fantastic. Yeah, this is right. so great to, you're to so meet fun. you guys and chat with you. Where six, six can... of us, look at it, six of I us know, at once. Six people, we did it. So, where can people find? The podcast but also where can people find you individually online yeah uh so youtube is the best because we also do video for all oh, of our nice. podcasts and that's just uh sissy boys but mm -hmm. also the video is also on spotify yeah and oh, then oh, also nice. apple podcast and uh instagram is sissy boys pod with a c and, um, sissy boys with a c yeah with oh, a c double s, s. Uh, we have a TikTok and a Twitter, but uh, we're oh, wow. very lazy. Lazy, uh, yeah. So right. <laughs> if you want to see it, it's really the Instagram that we okay. have. And then uh, social media for you, Cooper. My Instagram is at uh, Cooper Leiden. My Twitter is at Leiden Cooper. My TikTok is at Cooper Leiden. Mine is Matt L. Grande on everything, um, but I'm so severely shadow banned on Instagram and oh my. TikTok oh my. unless you type in every letter correct i did a britney impression and the britney army like reported in my profile like yeah. i get death threats to this day um, oh wow jesus Jeez. yeah don't fuck around with, with those 17 weirdos. year olds who started listening to her on her eighth album yeah. oh my <laughs> really god really want to kill me <laughs> 
Um, and I'm not bad, Dan, on everything. I just want to make it clear. I love Britney Spears and everything she does. And I would never do any sort of impression of her. She is I my love queen, her too. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Nice to see you guys. Thank you so much. Hi, thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much. Maybe. And another thing. So this is a this is an and another thing segment that's that harkens back to the more random ones, especially I think from our earlier episodes. I want to do more random ones. Yeah, that's what I I love the idea of like a gay podcast where then I throw in something about like envelopes or something. But like this is <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those where I think it also is fun to hear how often we all change our hairstyles and also what that says about all of us. So um how often do you change your hairstyle, right. friend? <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to start because I'm the easiest one. Well, you and so, Elliot are the easiest one. You both have the same. I, su- I suppose so. Uh, I had a mushroom top for the first uh, 22 years of my life, and then wait, went- like a silky one, like a like a like it was smooth. No, like a bowl, um, like a bowl cut. Yeah, 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 like a bowl. I think like a bowl cut is probably yeah. is probably a better description. Uh-huh. I did, I did bleach my hair. <laughs> once senior year of high school because that was like my big coming Dude, that out was I was the era. Like, that was I, the era i didn't come out but like i was like i'm here i'm queer i got used to it like that was <laughs> were you what wearing I was pink yet uh no i started wearing pink in college <laughs> as you guffaw uh, uh, at me. Uh, uh, I, w- I wore uh, khakis that were like eight sizes too large that's how i was in high with a belt that's yeah well yeah well, i was in college at the time so yeah, but i came out before you appropriate. i'm more advanced well, you you had you definitely had dolls head and heads in your yes. butt before I did. Yeah. Um, and then at 22, I started doing a buzz, straight buzz all all the way around, and I have not changed my hair since. Yeah. So it's been. It 10 is years. funny that I mean, it's very telling of who you are and like your neuroses in that you cut your own hair. I've it never it never gets quote unquote long. <laughs> although yeah. when it does get quote unquote long, Brent. Cir- like uses his finger and circles the back of his head like a lunatic yeah. and circles the back of it and says <laughs> I once said it's like he's twirling his tresses like Rapunzel because he says it's his hair is long and it's like what are you doing and he just circles the back of his head because he I don't I don't even I think it must be like a self-soothing thing probably I've, I've played with I've played with my hair my entire life and when my hair gets long enough I cannot take my fingers off of it and I will, pl- I will twirl my tresses until my forearms get tired. But when you say long, it's not long. You have short, <laughs> yeah, very yeah, short like hair. It is a quarter inch longer than normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. not long at all. Right, right. What about you, Elliot? What, what has been your evolution? And well, let me just make a little addendum is that you, in before you buzzed your hair in New York, early on, you let it grow long enough that you had sort of like a, it was a little like curly. Oh, I yeah. remember that. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Which looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, what it's happened to that? It, I stopped at twenty-two. God, God forbid he show his show his ethnicity, his Grecian ethnicity, <laughs> Grecian ethnicity, as you call it. Is your hair naturally curly? <laughs> yes, and that's what oh. I, I I always uh, pined after Blake, this guy from my middle and high school, who just had that perfect straight blonde oh hair that would just he could run his hand yep. through it and it would yep. fall perfectly symmetrical meanwhile i have like a bathroom mat on my <laughs> head that like that like it gets glued in opposite directions and and you can comb it and it looks bad it like my hair oh, never looked good long i liked your hair carly well you're i, I like it too you're, you're yeah but I, I also grew up like you with uh i you know i, I had curly hair 
Um, my sister has really curly hair and I used to like rat for some reason I would like blame it on my dad quote unquote because he has curly and I'd be like you're yeah. Jew I would talk about our Jew hair yeah <laughs> we have like brittle uh, brittle Jew hair and my <laughs> hair wasn't that brittle but it was curly and I always pined after waspy people who could have that smooth soft straight hair you know always mm-hmm. um, but I, I think I've, I've really changed my hairstyle I, I definitely did like disgusting disgusting repulsive uh, uh frosted tips in like uh, high school yeah. and then in college i was like dying at different colors yeah, you're but, different like, colors in college right it was horrible and it was a short <laughs> period of time but horrible yes! like, midnight black and, and like, would you do it yourself blue. or did you go to someone just myself oh yeah that's a problem. and then i was using um using the um straightener the hot iron straightener pretending oh i wasn't God. <laughs> so people would be like wow your hair looks really cool and i'm like well i don't know <laughs> that it just so that itself. Course, and then i stopped then, then basically as an adult i essentially stopped until i went through a breakup and was considering going silver i know i um, remember that because you were asking me about it yeah and you oh, were like you actually were like you should do that and i was like for it I mean, yeah. of course, I'm going to push for it, but I also know that it would be the most painful process that Elliot's ever gone through. It's too hot, too too yeah. hot, and um. Oh, is but it, it would take weirdly, it, would, it would take a lot to get his hair blonde. Oh, got it. Yeah, got and it. I don't want one friend already did that in college, and she I tried to do a quote unquote Mr. Sheffield gray wisp. Yeah, like Mr. Sheffield on the yeah. nanny, and my friend like basically like fried a triangle into my hair. Oh, God. horrible! Oh. <laughs> a horrible oh. piss shaped triangle. <laughs> That's so colored. I mean, funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. But as an adult, I, I don't know how or why, but my hair has naturally found its own shape where it does this like this wave. But when I tell you, it's like, it just, it literally just happens. It's not like I have to style it. it Same for my it's, hair. It's, just it's so swoop. weird. It's like in my 30s, it became its own like swoop thing that I, I actually swoosh. like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and uh, and so it's like somehow I ended up with the one in my family, I, the one that I used to say had the the hardiest Jew hair, quote unquote. <laughs> I'm yeah. the one who has this like swoop, the envious swoop. Yeah, yeah. Even though my mom, my mom will talk has talked about. She says, you know, she says something. Uh, she said, um, you know how we have we have thin hair, and I'm like, we uh, yeah, you we don't. have <laughs> hair. You have thick hair. I have thick hair and my mom yeah. has a full head of hair. I don't know what she's yeah. talking about. I know all of you have. But yeah, I haven't thought hair. I haven't thought about change. I, yeah, I haven't thought about changing I it like at all other than way. after a breakup. Yeah, yeah me great. too. Yeah. I, you also, I, you have a couple grays in which you rock really well. Uh, uh, Alan, thank you. sorry, go ahead. I change my hair constantly. You do. All the time. I love it. I, it's, I think it's because I'm scarred because my mom, I wanted to grow my hair really long when I was a kid. And my mom was like, you have a fat face. You can't grow your hair long. It does look fatter. <laughs> And I was like, okay, thanks. Um, so I kept my hair really, really short for a long time, probably until like I was like in my late 20s. Like I would keep it really short most of the time. And then I just started to, especially when I lost a lot of weight in an unhealthy way, early, like years ago, I would grow my hair really long. And now in the past few years, I especially after chemo, my hair's changed because it used to be really wavy and curly. And now yeah. it's just sort it of- It was really wavy. Yeah, now it's just sort of kind of wavy. It's not, it's sort of more lace flat now. Um, You've been doing probably, like platinum, right? I feel like I've, I still do I can, platinum. No, it's okay. still blonde now. Yeah, I do. But you I'm, wear a lot of hats too. I, I feel like I don't see your hair very yeah, much. Yeah, I do wear time. a lot of hats because it maintain. because right now I'm growing my hair out and I, it mm. like, it could have, I put my hair in a bun. Like right now my hair is in a big bun on top of my head. Wait, um, let, uh, let us see. 
No, it's. I mean, you can see it. it's not a big bun, but it's just sort of you know a little bun. Yeah, it's really messy. I, I want. Uh, I, I honestly love that look. I think the man bun. I know it's not a full blown yeah. man bun, but I still think man buns are very. Well, I put it up in a bun because I shaved the sides of. So now my hair is mainly in service to Sadie, and so let right. me drag because every time I put on a wig, I have to shave the sides of my hair and to to make the wig lay flat because most drag queens they'll they'll glue the sides of their hair down and then paint mm -hmm. over it so that you don't mm -hmm. see the hair. Um, right. but I hate that look, so I just shave it. But mm. now my next my next hair before I before I leave uh, this summer, I'm going. I'm putting a hat on a headphone. Um, what I'm doing is I'm gonna have a, a mullet. I, so I'm growing my oh. mullet out now, and then I'm gonna cut my top of my hair really short, keep yeah. the sides shaved down pretty much, right. the gray on the sides of my hair. So I I always yeah. have my head shaved on the sides, and I'm gonna have a mullet. I'm gonna be a that's mullet. Actually, that's really funny, Alan, because I I think. And you know, I say this lovingly. I think you could pull off Midwest trash very well and successfully <laughs> if you had a mullet. So I support that one hundred percent. You know, I said when I was running for some office in high school, I forget what year it was, and I I think I might have been student or student body president my senior year. I said that if you elect me, I'll give myself a mullet. And guess what they did? And I gave myself oh, a mullet. Oh, was the last time you. I had. Oh my a god! Yeah. You know what? Wait, you so know what would happen though. What? Someone would think he's Midwest trash. And then the moment he opens his mouth, they're like, oh, he's too boring to be trash. <laughs> <laughs> what would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? I liked Tom Brennan more before the apology. <laughs> Oh, my aunt Joanne would say, you should take pride in your Jew hair. It's all we have. <laughs> Except our brains, our money, our, uh, <laughs> our education. <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? Aunt Anne would say, have the British people apologized for calling people fags for years? No. <laughs> <laughs> Does she know that she doesn't know about cigarettes? She doesn't very know confused. about cigarettes. Yeah. 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 Let her go. Very good. Good. Just let it go. Just don't engage. Go. Don't engage. Just don't engage. Don't engage. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm H. Allen Scott. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I'm Brent Sullivan. <laughs> I really think I need, we need to retire. I need to retire. Thanks for listening. It's so like, what am I? Th thank you. Like, no, no it's, it's fair. I yeah. appreciate it. I'm care. glad they're still listening, you know. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> thanks. <laughs>